Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Universal Freemason Podcast. I am your host, J.T. Asher, president and founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society, which is a nonprofit educational organization existing to improve society by teaching Masonic philosophies to the masses as we individually improve ourselves. <laughs> the Tyler has been dismissed. Our podcast doors are open and unguarded. We welcome everybody. There are no secrets here. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I love doing that intro. I love it. I don't know. I don't know why I've said it before, but I love it. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again after a longer than I wanted delay in producing uh, this episode. I've had some issues at work lately where, uh, amazingly, I was reassigned from my supervisor position back into my former position as a HVAC technician. Not long, not surprisingly, not long after sharing concerns of rampant gossiping that has been tarnishing my reputation and uh, also reporting that the person who was a peer to me and now my direct supervisor found time in his day to come into my office and, and question my uh, Jewish faith and uh, subsequently decided to call me a Jew bastard to my face and then leave my office. Don't ask me why. Um, you know, so uh, don't do anything to the person w with the problem, by all means. If, let's reassign me. I'm I'm the problem for reporting it, I guess. So uh, this has been on my mind, and uh, I've been involved in some investigations about this. So I've not been fully committed to the podcast production, uh, put in to, you know, to put in the work uh, that I really need to be putting into a good podcast while I've dealt with uh, the mental anguish that has, that this has caused me. It's really a shameful display from management at work, uh, that's going on. And, uh, I hope it does resolve with justice the way that it should, but we will see because, you know, the world certainly is backwards lately, uh, isn't it? But I hope your past few weeks has been better than mine. Um, actually, on a better note, though, for me, not to start it off with a downer, uh, just yesterday, my wife and I got our first COVID vaccination shot, the Moderna brand. Where we went was set up uh, very efficiently and, and it was, you know, stellar the amount of time we were in and out. Um, we didn't even have to leave the car. Uh, they had uh, the parking lot of the venue where the Olympic hockey games were played in 2002 here in Salt Lake City. Uh, you, you check in, in your car. They tell you to get in X lane. Uh, you drive up to... Uh, sort of a tent slash awning that, you know, keeps the workers kind of out of the elements. At that point, you answer a few questions from uh, the nurse. 
Uh, my wife was, uh, they ask you, you know, including which arm you want the shot in. I chose my left arm as the, I'm the driver, and that's the easiest arm to the window. My wife uh, chose the right arm as she was a passenger, and that arm was closest to the window. So we we're trying to be as convenient as possible, too. Uh, they gave you the shot. And a funny thing nurse asked me, she said, you know where you're going now? And I, you know, of course, my mind's on getting back home. And she said, no, no, you're uh, you're going to the observation lot for 15 minutes. So they send you to this other uh, lot. They line you up. A bunch of cars lined up there straight. And uh, you wait 15 minutes with the uh, instructions to honk and turn on your emergency lights if you feel weird or you have any adverse reactions as while you wait. Um, but you sit there for 15. And my wife and I decided to chew some chewing gum and what else to do while you're waiting. I think we were listening to the Smiths as well on our, um, on our Alexa app. And um, we sat there for the 15. Before you knew it, you're free to go. We were out on the road again. Um, I think we left the house at 12.15 for our 1 o'clock appointment. We arrived at about 12.45, and we were back home by 1.45. So that was very efficient and well done here. And this was on a, a Saturday afternoon, so... I expected that we were going to be lined up for hours, but not the case. You know, very efficient and well done uh, here in the city. I got to hand it to them. Uh, uh, kudos. So um, I'm hoping that when you all can get your vaccine. Oh, and any side effects? Well, uh, other than feeling a little bit loopy, but that's kind of common for me anyway, I guess. Um and uh, the sore arm, uh, the sore arm didn't really come into play until later in the evening. It was kind of funny. It was just about an hour or two before bed. My wife and I, my wife mentioned her arm was getting sore. And I said, you yeah, know, that's funny. So is mine. Uh, so just before bedtime, our arms actually got sore. Made it a little hard to sleep. But other than, than those two things, it wasn't bad. Um, but I do hear that the second shot, um, which we'll be getting on the 10th of April, is the real ass kicker is what I hear. And so they say it makes you feel pretty pretty uh, rotten for a while. But that's okay. I, I just want to, uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to as normal uh, r routine as we can. Uh, this has been quite a year. And uh, I think we're all ready to move on, you know. So... Uh, and one other thing I want to mention before we begin the, the podcast proper, I want to tell you all thank you very much for the 3,100 plays since we started the show on March 6th of 2020. Uh, the episode is called What is Universal Freemason Anyway? <laughs> and uh, I think we were just about to get into the grips of this pandemic. I think I started it just before then. And I remember episode two, not only were we definitely in the pandemic, but um, I, I think on on the sixth, the, the pandemic was, it was uh, the COVID vaccine, or not vaccine, the COVID disease was in other countries. 
And my wife was uh, nervously telling me that we need to be stocking up on some food. You know, the only thing we didn't stock up on was toilet paper. That was the only thing. But we got all kinds of canned food and stuff and um, peanut butter. I remember all of that. But uh, no toilet paper, so we had to actually, we did have to scrounge for that for a while. But I remember episode two, we were definitely into the pandemic. We were dealing with that and also dealing with, we had an earthquake and a bunch of uh, tremors and a bunch of aftershocks afterwards here in uh, in Salt Lake City. Um, so it just made everybody on edge there for uh, quite some time. Uh, fortunately, though, a year later, other than a few cracks that I still see in the podcast studio wall, um, and uh, we're all getting through it. I got through my bout of COVID um, that I had early on. And so, uh, you know, for, I was fortunate. My wife was fortunate. She got through her bout as well. Hopefully we can move forward now. And uh, maybe by this time next year, I, like I told my wife today, I said, uh, uh, this time next year, maybe I'm going to the movie theater to see the uh, Batman movie that will be coming out. So, uh, but anyway, we're we're making some great strides. I think over a million shots were, have been given uh, here in uh, Utah. So they're doing a really good job in, in this state. Uh, getting this thing under control. All right. Well, anyway, my point is to say thank you for the plays and the support. I hope the efforts of creating this podcast has been helpful and meaningful to you. Uh, It's been a lot of work to do, especially when you're feeling mentally beat up at times and you know that you need to, uh, you know, get the script ideas ready to go and you're trying to study uh, the uh, morals and dogma, you're trying to find out what you're going to do with that. And then when you're mentally beat up as well, it's, it's a lot of hard work. But it's also, once I get in the studio and start making it, making the podcast, it's a lot of fun. And I appreciate the, uh, like I say, the 3,100 plays has made it worthwhile. And I do thank you. Okay, uh, we'll continue with the overview, as I mentioned, of uh, Chapter 1 of Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma. This will be Part 2. After a word from our sponsor, and Part 2, the overview is going to... Today, we're going to focus on the uh, rough and perfect Ashlars. And those of you who don't know what Ashlars are... Oh, are you in for a treat? This will be good. This is one of my favorite writings by Pike. And we'll continue with this after a word from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast App. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I will be right back. And I am back. Welcome back, everyone. So, in our last episode, we started to read Morals and Dogma. And as I have mentioned, uh, we will have overviews of the first three chapters, each chapter taking about three episodes to cover. 
And I will try my best to stick with the 15 to 30 minute rule that I set out for myself in our first, our very first episode a year ago. So I always promise, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, I think that's about enough that I can give you before the attention span starts to uh, waver and we start wondering when is this guy going to shut up. Okay, so let's go to page five of chapter one. Pike begins his discourse of symbolism and how it pertains to the people. And when we talk about the people, we're, he's talking about governance at this time. So you'll see what I mean as I read. So let's, let's go ahead and read. Therefore, the people or the popular will symbolized by the gavel, regulated and guided by and acting within the limits of law and order, symbolized by the 24-inch rule, has for its fruit liberty, equality, and fraternity. Liberty, regulated by law. Equality, regulated by rights in the eyes of the law, and fraternity or brotherhood with its duties and obligations as well as its benefits. You will hear shortly of the rough ashlar and the perfect ashlar as part of the jewels of the lodge. Albert Pike. Now, here... Pike begins to introduce the symbolisms of the first degree of Freemasonry. And the Ashlar is a great place to begin, as this is one of the more prominent symbols anyone would notice when entering a lodge room, even as a a visitor or someone taking a public tour. And I'm going to explain a little bit more about what this is here in a minute, but let's continue with what he says. The rough ashlar, or, uh, no, excuse me, let's start again. The rough ashlar is the people as a mass, rude and unorganized. The perfect ashlar, or cubicle stone, is the symbol of perfection of the state. The rulers deriving their powers from the consent of the governed the Constitution and laws speaking the will of the people. The government, harmonious, symmetrical, efficient, its powers distributed and duly adjusted in equilibrium. So let's stop here for a moment, those of you not acquainted with the ashlar. Now, what the ashlar is, the rough ashlar is a stone... Uh, call it a boulder if you want, and it's taken right from the quarry. We just dug it up. It's rough around the edges. If you're going to build a building with it, you ain't going to, right? Because there's no way you're going to balance anything. And rough around the edges, and this is where we get the terminology, you know, he's a little rough around the edges. So same thing with this stone we took out of the quarry. So uh, this is a symbol 
of you, basically. So when you're first coming to Freemasonry, and even afterwards, you're going to all have be rough around the edges, probably for, you know, most of your life. As you, But as you learn about your shortcomings, hopefully they'll smooth out. Now, the perfect ashlar um, is uh, what you would put on a cornerstone of a building. We have the nice date on it when the building was built. This is the stone that the Freemasons uh, generally would uh, put corn, wine, and oil on and, so, and do a ceremony of the cornerstone laying. This is the, what the building is built on, the most perfect stone. Um, that's when it's been all chiseled away, all sides smooth, everything equal, uh, square as you can get it, okay? Now, if you want to learn more about the Ashlar, I did make a YouTube slideshow uh, quite a few years, probably about four or five years ago now. And you can find that by searching YouTube, Universal Freemason, the Ashlars. Just type that in and it'll take you there. Uh, so let's talk more about the perfect ashlar. Pike goes on to write, The perfect ashlar is produced by force with lines measured by the 24-inch gauge. Out of the rough ashlar, it is an appropriate symbol of the will of the people. Um, so it is the will of the people that form this perfect square. It is the will of the person that forms their own perfection or that tries to be more perfect using the tools, uh, in this case, using the tools of Freemasonry. Uh, that's why I feel like that teaching these Masonic philosophies are important. And then when you see a symbol, uh, you picture yourself as very rough around the edges, and then you see in your mind's eye uh, hammer and chisel in a in a 24 inch square. That 24 inch, by the way, that number of the 24 is going to come into play here in our next episode. Um, it's a way to equally distribute your your day as well. So, we'll talk. Well, I may even talk about that before we leave here today. So, picture yourself as that. And Freemasonry teaches that we can become more perfect, but not totally perfect. We're striving for perfection, but we know that as human beings, we're never going to get all the way there. And uh, you'll find that the same wording was used by the founding fathers of the United States uh, when, they wrote, um, when they wrote these lines here. Uh, we, the people of the United States of America, in order to form a, a more perfect union, uh, not the perfect union, but more perfect. In our human uh, form, perfection is out of reach. But we know that we need to improve. This is the hardest part of being a Freemason, and this is what I, 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 uh, we had an episode about this uh, last season. And uh, the hardest, one of the hardest things about being a Freemason or living, living, uh, living a Masonic life is to find your imperfections and work on perfecting them and work on getting rid of them. Um, 
this is where you have the biggest battle with your ego. <laughs> your ego hates hates it when you say, you know, I really I really was a little uh, short sighted there. I need to improve and. And uh, you hear this voice in the back of your mind, there's nothing wrong with what you did. That was them. Screw them. You know, that's your ego. You're in a fight with your ego. You, you, so you'll use the chisel and you'll use the 24-inch gauge and you will use the hammer to perfect those rough edges and get rid of those things that, that make you imperfect, that make you a, a worse you. And those little pieces that fly off, that, those little pieces are the ego. <laughs> so those little chips on the ground, if you're successful, that's your ego. Ego never serves for anything good. Um, it never gives you the, the good picture. So why the 24-inch gauge? So a little bit later in Morals and Dogma, what Pike is going to uh, teach us is that you can use the 24-inch gauge as a symbol to better plan your day. And a perfect day goes like this. Perfect planning looks something like this. We'll break the 24 inches down into eights. Eight hours for sleep, eight hours for your works, including your Masonic works, and eight hours for family. That, is a perf that should be your perfect day. Your your um, twenty four hours or twenty four inch square. Um, do we always um, do that? No, but um, your Masonic works I I put in there along with just your work day, because you're on display as a Freemason throughout the day, and Freemasonry is not just what we do in the temple. Uh, Freemasonry is what we do in what is the lodge called the universe. <laughs> so our little ripples we make in the universe uh, uh, affect other people. No matter what you do, say, think, um, it will affect those uh, next to you, those around you, and so forth and so on. So it's important to make sure that we're living good Masonic lives out in the universe, not just in the temple. Okay? All right. Well, I... I think I've rambled enough. My 15 to 30 minutes are about up. I hope this helped. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I could almost do a, an entire season about just chapter one. And I think it's going to be really difficult to overview these first three chapters and, and just, uh, you know, six episodes or whatever I was planning. So we may ramble on about this a little bit longer, if that's okay by you. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, please take some time and either leave a voice message on the episode. Uh, you will find that on, on the uh, Anchor app. There's a way to do that there. You can leave me a message. If you don't like leaving voice messages, which I absolutely hate doing that, you can write to me at universalfreemason03 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also direct me message me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter account is at you, the letter U, Freemason. Uh, and lately, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I am starting to display some of my uh, digital baseball cards there. Today, I, I displayed Ty Cobb and talked about 
uh, Ty Cobb as a Freemason. That gave me an opportunity to do that. Uh, it's an old hobby that I have rediscovered thanks to a very good friend of mine that I grew up with in Detroit. He let me know of this uh, the Tops uh, Bunt 20 app. And uh, I said, oh, man, you should see, you know, and we're actually, we should see these cards. They're amazing. And some of them are really rare. I, I have one card on that app that there's only 87 of them. Uh, it's the Tony Gwynn uh, card. And uh, the Ty Cobb card I have is only, there's only like 173 of those that uh, they put out digitally. So uh, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good thing to do. And, and a lot of it is free on that app. So if any of you are interested in that kind of hobby, uh, it's definitely something to look into. Okay, everyone. Thank you. I appreciate you. I hope, I hope I left enough meat on the bone here to learn things with the next time we meet. I promise I will, uh, trim down some of the chatter and get more into some of the lessons. Okay. My name is JT Asher. I'm your host. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. I will see you next time.